please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. My name is Eric Baker. I'm an attorney with McIntyre Overwall uh, in Andersonville location. Today I'm joined by my friend, Mr. David Lamoureux, uh, who is a life coach. I appreciate you coming out and being with us today. Well, thank you, and it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, we haven't been connected that long, but the first time I came in here, I mean, I just have a feeling and a sense for people, and you're somebody that I really trust. So, uh, and you, you really helped me with a couple of things, you know, so it, uh, it, it really makes a difference if you can find somebody, because with all the stuff that's going on now, you know, who, who do you trust? It sounds like it. Wasn't that an old television program? Who do you trust? <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. No, appreciate that's true. That. Uh, but, but why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of your background? Oh, well, how much time do we have? <laughs> I'm, uh, I just, uh, I'll be uh, 87 in January, and I've had a great life. I've had a lot of experiences, uh, and I tell people that I'm exceptional. And they say, oh, he's so conceited. But there's a different exceptional. Um, I'm one in 10,000. In 1940, I, and the reason I have the dates is because my aunt kept a diary. But then March 19th, 1940, I developed a, a scarlet fever. Three days later, I developed diphtheria. The combination of the two is one in 10,000. Two days after that, they rushed me to the hospital. I almost died. Thank goodness my uncle gave me several blood transfusions and it saved my life. And it was at the tail end of that peg pandemic that started, I guess, around in the 20s. So when this one hit, I started calling doctors. I knew what I had was different than what was going on now, but I wanted to let them know that transfusions really worked. And I'm sure they knew that. But um, it was sort of, you know, reliving some of this stuff. Uh, I'm a slow learner. Uh, I been to several, uh, you know, different uh, schools, um, but uh, uh, it's been an interesting ride, and I would come up with ideas and just, you know, crazy stuff and just follow through with them, especially, I think, I told you about hitchhiking around the country, and then my buddy and I hitchhiked up to Alaska. We went up there to make our fortune. We ended up working in the salmon canneries for minimum wage, but it was a, it was a great trip. Right. So I, I trust some of the stuff that I get, even if I don't like it at the time. There's a lot of things that um, um, look negative uh, if you just stay with them. Um, and I've had a lot of people help me. Nineteen, uh, when, 2004, uh, I had some problems, and I went to a, a doctor, and uh, I talked to the receptionist, and I said, uh, I'm just here for information. That's all I want. I'm not going to book. She said, Oh, I'm so sorry, but there's nobody you can talk to. We're really booked. I said, Oh, okay. So I started to leave. She said, Wait a minute. She went upstairs and brought down a nurse, and a nurse came down, and she said, Oh, she said, The only one that could help you is Dr. Stam, and he's really, he's, she said, Wait a minute. She went upstairs. She said, We just had a cancellation. A week later, he took care of me and saved my life. So, um, you know, I, I trust that. some of the stuff sounds airy fairy, but it's really true. Sure. So, 
Sure. And so I know you've, you've written some, some books as well. Well, I, yeah, what's so ironic, I flunked most of my English classes. <laughs> Whenever I have somebody edit it, they call me the comma man. <laughs> More commas than anything else. But yeah, I, I relived some of my father was an alcoholic, but he was also a, a, a neighborhood hero. He was a city fireman. So, uh, you know, I sort of became a trauma junkie. You know, there was always something. When the phone rang, it wasn't that you, you just won the, the guess a tune, you know. It, it was, uh, you always felt somebody had died or, or whatever. But, uh, um, and so the, the book is called Recycling Your Past, and it's for anybody that comes from a dysfunctional, non-supportive family. I'm not a therapist. Um, I've taught a lot of classes on it, but... Some of us pick certain roles, survival roles, and there's five of them, and it's not my idea. It's from a hospital in, in San Diego, but I do have permission to use this stuff. But we hang on to those. One of them is like the hero, and we all know those are the scapegoat, you know, or uh, uh, the sometimes it's uh, uh, somebody that has really been through a, a lot of stuff, the lost child, and until we get my my point, you know, I don't have all the answers, but my point was that until you deal with those things, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to change or you're going to clear them up totally, but at least you know where they're coming from. Right. That's that's so important, you know, really understanding where where we come from and where we're going to go and really helping that transition. So, I mean, that, that that's a, sounds kind of like a, a great resource for, for a lot of people kind of going through a, a transition period in, in their life. Well, I quote, my famous quote is uh, our neighbor, Mr. Rogers, who said, who we are in the present includes who we were in the past. And it really is true. Some people sort of deny that, but if you step back and, uh, and look at it and really do some analysis, you'll find out that a lot of that stuff is still with you. There's some fun things, too. I mean, I, I, I talked to some seniors, you know, and I said, what have you carried over from your childhood that you're still using now? And they sort of looked at me and they said, well, what have you carried? I said, well, I, said, uh, I was around before television, so uh, we would listen to the radio and Captain Midnight and then you, uh, the Lone Ranger, and you would order a Dakota ring, a Dakota ring. And, and every day after I ordered that, I'd go to the mailbox. You know, keep waiting for it. Wait, you know what? I still go to the mailbox every day. <laughs> Not looking for my Dakota ring, but uh, right. but it's just one of those habits. And, um, you know, knowing that, and I, I laugh at myself a lot. And I think I told you earlier, it's a good thing I drop stuff. Otherwise, I'd never get any exercise. I'd exercise bend it over to pick it up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and I know you, you also served in the, the Marine Corps. Right? I was in the Marine Corps, yeah. I, I, was, uh, I did the six months and then the five and a half years. Oh. Um, but I tell people, it's true. I said I was a platoon leader on Paris Island at boot camp for 15 minutes. I'm dyslexic. And I was on the parade grounds with the whole platoon, and I kept saying, by the right flank, and everybody went left. I said, by the left flank, everybody went right. After about three or four of those, the D.I. hauled my you-know-what out of there and put me back in formation. So it was just, uh, you know, crushed me. And the other disappointment that I had, uh, I was um, 
was a professional model in Chicago for about eight years. I probably had a hundred jobs, but I was in the movie Risky Business when they were filming it. Oh. Just when they were filming it. When I sat in the theater oh. waiting for me to come up, I never showed up. And what happened was I was in the breakfast scene and apparently the sun didn't come up that day or whatever because I changed it to an evening scene. But Tom Cruise and his girl were over on one side and they sat me down and I had an invisible partner on the other side that would never have been shown, you know, on the camera. I, but I guess he didn't like what I had to say because <laughs> I, I never got the job. But they, they changed it to the movie. But I was in a couple others uh, with Chris Christopherson and... Uh, Milo Thomas and the Tragic Life of Jane Beck. Right. And there was another one, all the sad young men, but don't go out for a beer to the kitchen because you'll miss me. And I'm only <laughs> split second in it, but it was fun. Well, that, that's yeah, it's, yeah, it's something different. So, so I mean, you, you've really, you know, experienced, you know, a, a lot. So, you know, you've, you've gone through um, that trip, you know, out west and up, up to Alaska, you've you working working your way through there. You've been in the Marine Corps. You, you've been you know in, in the film industry. Has that you know added a, a lot to you know um, you know how you can help people with those different experiences? Yes, my my theory is, or, or my belief system is, if you have an idea, give it a shot, because nobody's been where you've been, and your pain is your pain, and comparisons don't work. There's always going to be somebody supposedly better or what or, or whatever. So it's really you against you. Right. And when this stuff comes up, you give it a shot and you, you see what happens. And to me, it's not necessarily that uh, uh, you're going to become a star or, or your book is going to sell you know a million copies. It's just the fact that you do it and you don't sit on it. And there's so many people with so many great ideas. Yeah, some of them are crazy. I'm putting together a, a, a little package of uh, what household items do you have that you're using now that are not designated for what you're using them for? Oh. And um, my favorite and I think the most utilized uh, implement is the scissors in the kitchen. I use it to cut up my Italian vegetables like asparagusa right. and, uh, you know, spaghetti and um, uh, even uh, sometimes if I want small pieces of toast, I use it there. And the other thing that I tell people to try, and I know it sounds crazy, I should hold this to myself so until I contact them, but dental floss. Oh. My porch has posts on it and I wanted privacy. So I've stretched dental floss three layers across the pillars, and now the vines are growing up and they're trained, and they, they've been up for a year and a half, and uh, it, it really works. And uh, I had ants, and I didn't have anything to kill them with, so I used DW40, and I haven't seen them since. <laughs> True story. <laughs> True story. <laughs> So, well, 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 you're very, very resourceful. Yes. Well, and, you know, as a kid, another thing, that I, uh, I started shining shoes uh, when I was a kid, um, about 11 years old, uh, on the weekends in Chicago. Right. Now, in, here you have like a church on every corner. In Chicago, there's a tavern on the south side on every corner, and some in the middle. Right. So I would make the rounds every year, and the bartenders would put up with me. And I could do this was back in the... 
I had the fifties, first part of the fifties, and I'd make you know twenty five, thirty dollars at a credit. So uh, uh, yeah, and again, you know, how do you know? I mean, I've had job. I used to work on the uh, trucks loading uh, up on the docks, and uh, we were right near the stockyards. <laughs> so the bull haulers had come from Idaho and whatever, and go to the stockyards and drop the bulls off. But sometimes they never clean their trucks out. Right. And you're going to imagine what that was like. So on nights, and I don't know how my mother knew right away, but I was within walking distance of the docks. So when I got close, I got on the porch, she'd open the door, take a deep breath, slam the door and say, go in the basement, change, take your clothes off. <laughs> 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 so as a kid, we have to put up with that stuff, you know. Anyhow, I'm babbling here. With no, that. no, no, no. Uh, but it's, uh, I think people need to, to just take some risks. Not something where they're going to you know, get hurt or whatever, but who knows? Sure. No, give, give it a shot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and you know, that's, that's really great experience, especially you know, to, to younger individuals who are you know, just either going, you know, think about going to college or, or kind of getting out into their first job. You know, really you know, you know, seeing what's out there um, and then really you know, applying what they want to do and what their desires are and really going for it you know, at that young age can really you know, change their life. And, you know, oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I mean, with... And, and I don't look at stuff as, as failures so much. I look at it as outcomes. Right. You know, how many outcomes? And I produce <laughs> a lot of outcomes. But uh, you just get in there and, uh, and see what happens. And sometimes you've got to design your own titles. Right. You know, um, maybe not just the life coach, you know, but uh, uh, I don't know, grass cutter or shoveling the snow or, you know, Things like that, but there's a lot of work out there, and then there's a lot of people that that need help and need encouragement, right. and that's probably you know I say hello to a lot of people, uh, you know, and especially when I'm wearing this, and I don't wear it for me, I wear it for the other you know soldiers and Marines, and uh, I just lost two brother two uh, cousins uh, I grew up with, uh, both had been in service and that, so uh, it's you know I think it's important to acknowledge and. Um, Again, I did, the, on, with my book, I had uh, Celebrating Your Magnificent. I took a section out of the book, and I did some research and found out that uh, there was some Marines that were committing suicide that had never been in combat. And a lot of it went back and, to, uh, to their childhood and stuff that they were told, you know, they couldn't do or weren't good enough or whatever or incidents that happened. And that they never really worked through. So um, you're you're not alone out there, and yes, it's 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 important. I think to talk to people. Yes, sir. Uh, it's it's so important, you know, especially people who have great transition in life, maybe getting uh, a, a little bit older, uh, getting um, a little more uh, more mature. You know, it's really important to make sure that you have that support system and that network of individuals who you can talk to, and, and you know, at least. Keep in good communication with to make sure that you know during that transition, during those times, or you know you're, you're taken care of, or somebody who's out there with you, looking, yeah. looking with you. Especially now, right. with all the stuff that's going on, and I think we need to ask more questions, especially of, of the you know the younger generation. You know, what do you think? You know, and and how did you 
how did you come to that conclusion? It doesn't mean you're wrong. Right. You know, it just, uh, and we can learn as an adult. I mean, I've learned, <laughs> um, I tell people I'm still working on A-Track. I have <laughs> difficult time with the computers. I found out, I think a week ago, that there's just all these little dots up on the top, and if I press them, I can magnify the screen. Oh, yeah. what, what a revelation. <laughs> 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 so it's been, it's really, and the people at the library have really helped me. They've been, right. you know, I... I practically lived there. I wanted to rent a room in the basement down there, but they they wouldn't lease it to me. <laughs> but I'm there. I'm there a lot. So yes, sir. Well, I, I appreciate you coming out today and, and talking to me a little bit. You have some great resources, and, and I know people are going to want to contact you and talk to you more about that. So uh, on the screen, uh, we're going to put his contact information. If anybody wants to contact Mr. Jenner? talk more about these issues, I'd be more than happy to talk to you uh, about that. Um, we'll have that on there. Again, my name is Eric Baker with McIntyre Elder Law. Uh, this is the Elder Law uh, Report. If we can help you through your transition as well, uh, our contact information will be on the screen as well. Uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again here soon. Thank you very much. And thank you yes, sir. for thank the opportunity. You. Yes, sir. Thank you. Really appreciate it. This has been exciting for me. It's been a while. Yes, sir. And I, pre I really appreciate you coming out. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Life is busy, we all know. We put off planning till things get slow. Tomorrow's never promised today. Don't get too busy and let it all slip away. Don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Foundational planning or more complex. We can help when you're perplexed. If a loved one needs long-term care, we can help avoid some of the scare. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Estate planning benefits and even probate. We take the planning piece off your plate. If you or your spouse were in the military, we can help with benefits for your family. Please don't wait till it's Call McIntyre Elder Law. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre.